Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. And away we go. It's Fantasy Sports Day right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's FNTSY. Dan Strafford, George Kurtz with you for the next two hours talking all things Week 16 Championship Week for many of you, I hope, in fantasy football. We'll talk uh, plenty about the NFL, touch on any other sports news. George, how are you doing on this Saturday morning? Well, I'm tired. I, mean, I think, I think <laughs> okay. it's always a uh, you know a normal thing. You know, tired. Uh, beginning of a long day. Some good football games later today. Got also uh, be refereeing some hockey games before those football games. So it's going to be an interesting day. And I got to tell you, Dan, I think it's going to be an interesting little uh, championship week in our uh, fantasy football because man, there's a lot of a lot of tough decisions that fantasy owners need to make. A lot of tough decisions, lots of questionable tags and injuries that are pulling some value up when you look from a DFS perspective. Uh, Lots to discuss here. So we have uh, two hours to do just that, as always, at 10 a.m. College Football Today. It comes your way. But uh, we will uh, endeavor to do our best to break it all down. George made mention of the two Saturday games. Uh, Obviously, this time of year, college football takes a back seat. Uh, It's no longer regularly on Saturday, so we get Saturday football. Washington at Tennessee, Baltimore at uh, Los Angeles, the Chargers uh, dealing with uh, some injuries themselves there, trying to figure out uh, exactly how these games will play out. We'll touch on that throughout the day. Injuries, things to watch, we'll touch on uh, game by game. Obviously, there's a ton right now. There there is speculation on players being shut down. You have guys like Cam Newton who are out. Um, So we'll, we'll get to each of that by by game as we roll through and then we do have a, a monday night football game on christmas eve uh, you have denver at oakland uh which is not the best christmas gift i could have asked for <laughs> when it comes to football but hell uh we're, we'll, we'll do our best to enjoy it uh, while it's on in the background while decorating our tree a bit more um so george let's dive in let's uh, talk washington at tennessee to start here uh this is a you know, Washington team that's on its, what, third quarterback. Uh, you did get a, a victory for Josh Johnson last week. Um, this is after, what, two or three years out of the league. And uh, the Redskins are 7-7, seven and seven, right in the thick of things. Uh, in the NFC, they're one game back of Dallas. They're tied with Philadelphia. Then you have them tied with a bunch of other teams or, or one game back of the likes of Seattle and uh, Minnesota 7-6-1. So they're still live here for the playoffs. Uh, and for the NFC East, depending on how everything breaks over the next couple of weeks. And you have the Tennessee Titans on the other side who have stumbled a bit. They're at 8-6. and six. They are trying to force their way into the playoffs as well, but a little bit more of a muddied field over there in the AFC. How do you see this one breaking down? How do you see this piece of uh, Saturday football playing out uh, for all our fantasy glory? Well, first, the Redskins are on their fourth quarterback, right? Oh, that's uh, right. Alex Smith, yep. Colt McCoy, Mark Sanchez. I, I mentioned, I don't great know. Mark Sanchez. You I, forgot I for, the great Mark Sanchez. Oh, I forgot Colt McCoy. The great Colt McCoy? I did. Uh, yeah, so they're on their uh, fourth quarterback here. Uh, I mean, uh, they're a game behind Dallas, but they, they're actually two games behind because they would uh, right. lose uh, the first tiebreaker, there, or second tiebreaker, first tiebreaker is head-to-head, which is there. They're in Dallas, it's tight, so they need a miracle. Uh, they need uh, pretty much to win out in Dallas, lose out, and they might need Philadelphia to uh, lose uh, as well uh, to get in there. So well, Washington really needs a miracle here. But, hey, they're still in it, so the game has some importance. Some might say they were lucky to win last week against uh, Jacksonville, but then again, Jacksonville's lucky to beat anybody. Yep. So that's where we are with that. This game, I got to tell you, Dan, I mean, listen, it has playoff importance. You mentioned it. Washington's still in it. Tennessee's still in it. But, man, I don't see this game being a lot of fun to watch. No, I just sir. don't. <laughs> right? I mean, there's going to be a lot of defensive football here. You think fantasy-wise, who the hell can you think? Can you even think about starting on Washington 
right? You're not studying Josh Johnson. You're not studying any receiver. Docs and Crowder, no. Uh, Vernon Davis, all right. Tight end's been a vast wasteland this year. I can see having tight end problems when you go with Vernon Davis, but this is not a great matchup. Adrian Peterson, once again, he was good the first 10, 12 games. Now without a passing offense, you know, I think he's also gotten beaten up as the season's gone along. I don't know what he can give you. He's more of a flex play for me at, at the very best than anything else and probably one in the standard league, not a uh, PPR league, or not in any kind of PPR league, I should say. So there's not a lot of love here for Washington at all because I don't see any upside for any of these players. And uh, you'll you'll certainly need a touchdown for any anybody, for Vernon Davis or Adrian Peterson to pay off. And I don't, it might happen, but I think they're only going to get maybe one. You know, this, this game has 20 to 13 written all over, 20 to 10. Yep. Would it shock me if Washington doesn't score a touchdown at all? No. And they get a couple of field goals? That doesn't shock me either here. So I'm staying away from the Redskins. Even the Titans. Derrick Henry, you have to start now. You don't have a choice. I don't know what's happened to this man. Maybe he got bitten by a spider and now he's the new Spider-Man. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'm frustrated. Because I me mean, think about it last week. Guys we had left for dead. Derrick Henry. Devin Coleman. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Guys were terrible all year. They won fantasy leagues, or they lost you fantasy uh, weeks because the, the other team had them. I lost because someone started Alshon Jeffrey, which is amazing because Jeffrey sucked all season long, but I lost. You know, and he had, he had a monster game. Uh, Henry, he's had two monster games in a row now. I don't see how you cannot start him. I don't know why. I don't think anybody really knows why all of a sudden he's taking off, but you're starting him. And once again, that may be it. You're not starting Mariota. Corey Davis, I mean, you're going to see a lot of Josh Norman in this game. I'm probably not going his direction either. I would think from the questions I've seen that people have asked me about Davis, they have always had better receivers. It wasn't even really all that close. Davis wasn't even a decision. If you start three out of five, and Davis would be number five of the guys I've been asked here. So I'm assuming people could do better than Davis here. So there's really nobody I want to start on Tennessee outside of Derrick Henry. I suppose, Dan, I'd have to think about Deion Lewis. But with Henry playing so well, he's sort of been an afterthought as well. He has to be at this point. Uh, you're trying to figure out from a daily fantasy perspective any pieces from this game. I think it's it's Henry at 7,300, and that's about it. Uh, you know, you're, you're really just going to have to focus on that Baltimore Chargers game and try to find the right pieces, I think. Uh, Deion Lewis is 4,600. That's eh, maybe worth a flyer. You know, you can, can make that work. And I guess Chris Thompson probably has some value on a PPR site, but he just hasn't been involved he hasn't been there for Washington last week just two targets um if somehow he got up to five targets great but I just don't see that happening this week but if you're playing a two-game slate you're gonna have to take some risks that you might not otherwise do so uh I don't see a ton here uh looking at the numbers it's 37 and a half over under uh you have Tennessee minus 10 and a half implied total for Tennessee of 24 implied total for Washington is 13.5 this has all the makings of let's watch a game, but let's not get too heavily involved in it. Uh, do you have any uh, implications from a wagering perspective on this early Saturday uh, 4.30 start? I'm not going to touch the over under that. That's, that's too low. If anything, I would go over. If you made me choose, I'd go over. I'll take the Redskins plus 10, though. I said I think it's a low-scoring game. I don't know if Tennessee – I think they'll score, obviously, more than 10, but they're not scoring more than 20. So, I mean, can the Redskins just get to 10? You know, I guess we have to be a push at the very least. But uh, I admit, the score that keeps going through my my mind is twenty to six, twenty to nine, twenty to ten. You know, so I'm going to need to win. I'm going to need to see those Redskins get that extra field goal. But uh, I'll take the ten. That's a lot in my mind for a team that's still in it. The Redskins are still in it. That's a lot to give up. I understand it's on the road. Tennessee is a good team. They're not a great team. They've sort of been inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get from them. If they play to their capabilities, yeah, this game could get out of hand. But they haven't done that for most of the season. Other than you know. Maybe against New England and against Dallas, that little stretch there where they played great. Other than that, they've been up, down, up, down. I think they win today. I think they even win the game without much worry. But 10 points seems to me an awful lot to give up. Yeah, it does feel like a contest that is very much played between the 20s by the Redskins. Uh, a lot of, you know, dinks and dunks and getting down the field and then kicking field goals. Uh, that are just out of range. <laughs> so it's going to be, uh, I, I really don't think this is going to be a fun game to watch, but hopefully uh, you don't have any uh, relevant fantasy pieces other than Derrick Henry, and hopefully he continues the run he's been on. Uh, obviously, that is always subject to change uh, with the way he's had his uh, pro career. Uh, would it surprise me that all of a sudden he's back to 45 yards on 12 carries? No, it wouldn't. Uh, But uh, it does seem as though they've figured something out uh, on the offensive line, and he's figured something out. 
over the past couple of weeks, Washington's uh, rush defense is, what is it, 29th overall right now in DVOA. Again, not the end-all, be-all statistic, uh, but uh, one that could yield some big rushes today for Henry and Lewis alike to George's point. You Again, DFS-wise, you may have to uh, go down that road. The second game I, I find really uh, intriguing because you have uh, the L.A. Chargers and their uh, – Offense with Philip Rivers and the wide receivers, uh, Melvin Gordon and, and team Austin Eckler, I think officially ruled out yesterday. And then you have uh, the Ravens on the other side. And uh, this Chargers rush defense has been very solid since uh, Bosa came back. Um, and the Baltimore Ravens have been rushing, obviously, for a ton of yardage with Lamar Jackson under center at 42 over under. It dropped from 45. It opened at a minus four and a half for the Chargers. It's at minus four. Uh, implied total of 23 for L.A., 19 for Baltimore. This is where a lot of people are going to go from a daily fantasy perspective. I assume there are pieces um, that people have picked up along the way in uh Season long, like a Gus Edwards, uh, like a Kenneth Dixon, even a Lamar Jackson here might be uh, in some people's plans uh, for season long, depending on what they have left and what's available on the waiver heading into to their contest. What do you got here, George? How do you see this one breaking down? And uh, what do you think the key pieces are that will have upside from a fantasy perspective? Well, this is one of those games that has those interesting decisions you have to make. And by interesting, I mean decisions that are going to rip your hair out. You just don't know which way to go. Uh, you start with the Ravens. All right. Uh, not really too many interesting decisions there. Lamar Jackson, uh, the Chargers have not really been all that great at stopping running quarterbacks. So I think Lamar Jackson will get his, uh, he'll get his runs. He'll get his yardage here. Uh, how many touchdowns he can throw or run in, that's a different story here. But I think you're looking at a floor of probably between 12 and 14 points. Uh, so I think there's a, a, low, a high floor and some, uh, some upside here. Uh, Chargers do have a very good defense, and they've certainly been better since Bosa came back, as you mentioned. Uh, can you start anybody else outside of Lamar Jackson? You're not starting the receivers. Man, so every one of them is not even a consideration because uh, we know uh, Jackson's not going to throw the ball down the field all that much. So it does come down to the running game. And I listen, Gus Edwards, Kenneth Dixon, it's an, uh, Dixon is like an annoying little gnat because he's going to take away some touches from Edwards. And so he's going to lower his value. Where Edwards without Dixon might have been a mid-range running back two to low end. He now comes in for me more as a high-end flex running back three play because of Dixon being there because of the matchup. So you have to take that into consideration because you don't know if Edwards is going to be a touchdown guy. You know, I don't expect a great game to be happening here anyway. So that's the problem there. And actually, that's all I can think about going with Baltimore. This game, Baltimore's going to want to win this game. Uh, as much ball control as possible with the running game, Edwards, Dixon, Lamar Jackson, and that defense. And the, the, all the interesting decisions come on the Chargers side. Phillip Rivers, not in my top 12 this week. You know, he's had a great fantasy season. I hate to sit him, but too many things are keeping me away from him. Uh, you mentioned, uh, well, I mentioned the defense. Baltimore's, if they're not the best defense in the league, they're one of them, top three, top five at worst. They're right there with Chicago and maybe another defense or two, but they are that good. I don't think the Chargers are going to take too many chances because they don't, they're not going to think the Ravens can score points with them or they don't need to give the Ravens a short field. So I think that comes into consideration. And then we go down to, well, they have injury problems. Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon both look like they'll start tonight. And in most circumstances, if I have them on my team, Dan, I have to start them, even though yep. I'm worried about either one of them finishing the game. You know, yeah, I wouldn't worry as much, Dan, if this was a better matchup. But the fact is, they have an injury. I don't know if they're going to finish. And it's a rough matchup. It just it scares me, especially if you have other options here that are close. I can see going away from these guys. I can. But odds are, most teams, if they start for the Chargers, they start for you. But I don't think they're going to They're not, they're not going to get you know the big week. You're not going to see Melvin Gordon get 120 yards and two touchdowns. They're not going to win you your championship. They're really just extra players this week. You know, this, you know role players for you. You know, but I don't think they're going to have big games, either one of them. But I think you, uh, you probably are starting them. I know Mike Williams had the big game against KC on that Thursday yep. night. Most likely not starting him here. Once again, the questions I've gotten, people can do better. I don't want you to get fooled because he had the big game. This is a much, much tougher matchup for Mike Williams. Tyrell Williams is really not even in consideration here. So that, that's where I'm at with this. I think a lot of tough decisions. Rivers, I would like to stay away from I would. I might even start Lamar Jackson if I had that choice over him. It'd be really close. I don't have Rivers in my top 12. I do have him ahead of uh, Lamar Jackson. But I don't see any upside. That's my bottom line here. I don't see any upside for any Charger player. I think they win the game. But I don't see the fantasy upside for these guys. But Gordon, Allen, probably forced to start him. 
Uh, thoughts on minus four? Thoughts on minus four here for uh, the Chargers? Yeah, I like the Chargers in the game. I do. Uh, minus four sounds about right. I think it's going to be a close game, but one maybe where the defense has been on the field too much late, and they get the Ravens defense gets tired. And at the end, the Chargers start to pull away a little bit here. Uh, I got four and a half. I, I like four much better. I might do some some, uh, some shopping around there. But I do like the Chargers <laughs> in this game. Uh, the over-under, I'm not touching. That sounds about right. Somewhere around 22-14 uh, the score I have there, 21-17. So once again, I'm leaning under here. Uh, but uh, it would, what if Lamar Jackson makes mistakes in this game? He's turning the ball over. And that, that's my biggest fear here. I don't, I'm not touching the over-under, but I do like the Chargers. Makes sense to me, and uh, one I, I see it as a similar, you know, twenty four fourteen or somewhere in that range of twenty four seventeen. Uh, when all is said and done, I just don't see Baltimore being able to score uh, when they have to. I assume they'll be trailing here. Hey, but if they get turnovers from Rivers on the other side, uh, it's a whole different ball game where maybe Baltimore can run the ball successfully to keep uh, Philip Rivers and the offense off the field. Plenty to get to here. On Fantasy Sports Today, we're going to break down every game. Make sure that you're ready for championship week. You're ready for DFS. You're ready for anything and everything when it comes to the NFL in week 16. We'll be back uh, shortly after this. It's Dan Strafford, George Kurtz, Fantasy Sports Today, right here on FNTSY Fantasy Sports Radio. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Got a gut feeling? No problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you are on the go. Try it out today. You'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag and open up an account with the promo code FNTSY. And MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yes, that's right. $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag. Promo code F-N-T-S-Y. George, I know your foot was tapping there. You got the line dance going. You're ready to rock and roll. Um, little Cotton Eye Joe to get everybody going I on like a Cotton Saturday Eye morning. Joe. It's a fun one. It's a fun one. Uh, we have tons to get to here uh, as we go through week 16. I, I know you broke it down a little bit last week. How many leagues do you still have going? How many championships are you in? What, what are you looking at here on this uh, week 16? Oh, was a, this is a sad season for me. I, uh, I all I have left is my home league. Uh, that's a total points league, so it'll go on for a little bit. But that's the league I was complaining about a couple weeks ago because I lost AJ Green, Sanders. Uh, I've now lost Cam Newton. Todd Gurley's on that team. I have other Jack Doyle, Darius Guys. That that team just fell apart late with injuries here. I won't I won't be winning that one either. So uh, I'll finish second place. I will get some money, get a couple hundred dollars in that. But uh, yeah, things didn't go well to, uh, for me at all. Uh, I, I, was go, I was good going into the playoffs, Dan. Thanks, thanks for ruining my day, by the way, for bringing this up. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. As if I wasn't complaining enough on social media about how these, uh, these teams went here. Yeah, it uh, didn't go well at all. Uh, I lost, what, three semis last week. Three semis. And, not, and it's funny because I don't think any of them were really all that close. Not that I remember any. Most were over uh, before the, uh, the night games came in. Where I, didn't, I, didn't have to sweat, <laughs> I didn't have to sweat anything out. Which I, it's, I always say, though, if I'm going to lose, I'd rather lose big. Oh, you know, because yeah. there's, there's, there's nothing I can do. I can't replay anything in my head. Oh, man, if I just would have started this guy over that guy. If I would have picked him up, I'd be in much better shape. I would have won the league. Nope. You know, it wouldn't have mattered. I think I could have started everybody, including my bench, and I wouldn't have won these uh, these games. Maybe lying about that part. But uh, unless, I mean, you know, unless I made three, four, five different moves, it wouldn't have mattered. Things just didn't go my way. Uh, hey, that's the way it happens, right? You know, you can, I'm, I'm the guy when it comes to whether it's watching a game, whether I'm playing a game, or my fantasy. I allow myself to be angry that night, you know, the night that it's over. You know, if I'm, like, if I'm playing a game, I allow myself to replay it in my head on the way home. After that, it's over. I move on. 
Not going to be someone who drags us out all week and be miserable and, you know, they'll kick the dog, yell at the wife, yell at the kids. Sort of thing. That's just <laughs> not going to be me. It's just a game. I'll move on. All right. It's fantasy. If you play in, uh, we all play, well, we play in a lot of leagues. You're not going to win them all. Things are going to, things are going to go wrong for you. So that's, that's life. I understand there's always DFS that can play now. You know, it's, it's not like it's over. You're out in your yearly league, play DFS. You're fine. I mean, you're fine. You want to gamble? You want to, You need a little action? You put $10 on a game. Whatever makes you happy. I told the story of my brother. He loves to play little $5 bets, little $5 prop bets on a million games. He likes that. That's what he likes. That's what gets him into the game. It's not going to break him. It's not going to win him a ton of money. But that's how he likes. If that's what you need, hey, there's always something. That's what's great about this. Your yearly league's done. You got DFS. You don't want to play DFS. You got gambling. There's always something, always something you can do, which I kind of enjoy. Absolutely. And, uh, it's funny you mentioned transitioning to play DFS if you're out. Uh, I've only played one season-long league this year because I was more focused on Daily Fantasy, uh, which has been sort of a break-even prospect on the season. And this weekend looks like just a complete mess when it comes to figuring out the the best lineup. But I, I don't remember who tweeted it out last week. Uh, but it was basically a all-star, all-pro lineup uh, that would have scored 45 fantasy points. Like it was Winston. It was like every possible. <laughs> I remember that too. Stud that was out there um, busted. You know, like not every. St- obviously, that's not how that works. But um, it was a, a lineup where you going in would have been like, listen, I got this locked up. I'm scoring 140 points this week. This is fantastic. I'm going to go spend the championship money. We're good to go. And then just it was a strange week last week. And you mentioned Darius Geis. Did you see the news that he had multiple in- infections? Uh, from his surgery and his 2019 may be in question. That's crazy. Like the, the Redskins are not doing well. Uh, and I don't know if they have a specific surgeon or whatever that might be. And if that's a different story altogether, but that's crazy to see that uh, an injury from the preseason could carry over to really affect his 2019. I haven't seen any updates on that, but wondering if you had seen that news and uh, you have to start to, to worry about the guy, uh, you know, personally, not not professionally, not worrying about his football career, but just the, the idea that, yes, I know he gets paid to play a game, but that's a lot to go through. And before you even play a single down in the NFL. Yeah, it cost him seven weeks because uh, he had to get seven weeks of uh, intravenous antibiotics to uh, get rid of the infection. He still should be OK for next season. So I think uh, I think we're all right here. I can tell you now, I don't know which kind of surgery he had. He tore his ACL. Now, I've torn my ACL. And I can tell you, when you tear your ACL, they give you two options. You can have what they call a patella graft. That's where they literally take your patella, the middle part of your patella. That's that big, little, uh, big, strong uh, ligament in your knee, right? The bottom of your knee. We all can feel where When they do the, uh, the test for your uh, the reflexes, that's what they hit. And if they hit, you know, that's what gives it. They take the middle part of that, and they make that your new ACL. They call that a patella graft. All right, so they have to hurt you. To, to heal you. That's why it takes so long because you have two injuries to heal. The second choice is a cadaver graft. Yes, it's what it sounds like. They take a, a cadaver yes. that that will heal much quicker. But here's the big but: the risk of infection is much higher for obvious reasons. Now I don't know which one he had, but when I hear this, I assume he had the cadaver graft, which most teams want the player to have. Because they figure two things. One, you'll heal quicker. That's good. Get back on the field, blah, blah, blah. You better be ready for next season. Two, you'll be around our doctors. They can wash for the infection. You know, so they, I think they think the odds are lower. Uh, when I had mine, I chose the uh, patella. You know, that's what my, my doctor was the Islanders team doctor, actually, at the time. And he recommended that because I'm not a professional athlete. And there's no reason for me to take those that chances. And he was absolutely right. You know, but I would assume here. And I, actually, I'm, I, know, I know nothing here. I'm just assuming that he probably had the cadaver, and that's what led to the infection. Uh, and it's unfortunate, it is, but hopefully they've got it under control now. Remember, it was still only December, all right? I mean, training oh, camp so, yeah. is eight months away. This is an injury, and nowadays you can, you can heal in six to eight months. Uh, once again, I'll tell you, it's two years before you feel normal, before you really feel back to yourself. But you can, I was playing hockey in eight months recreationally, you know, so I assume he'll be okay to play football next season, assuming he doesn't suffer any further complications, yeah, you know, so there is some risk here, but uh, I hope for his sake everything gets back on track. Is it a situation where I can choose the cadaver I get the ligament from? Can I go like cadaver? Sure, shopping? you go uh, body shopping. Yeah, yeah, go down to the city morgue. <laughs> Sorry, maybe maybe a little crap. Oh, he but, looks good. Uh, exactly. You start reading the bios. You're like, oh, he was a three sport athlete. The, uh, you know, sorry to. Well, how, how, but do you want that? 
And if you were shopping, you may not want oh, a three-sport athlete because that means he has tears in there already. You may want the nice little nerdy guy who is spending uh, Friday nights in the library and stuff uh, just reading books. So maybe that'll help you out there. I would have made a great cadaver for someone then. That that's uh pretty pretty sweet. Uh, cadaver <laughs> shopping. There we go. Hey. Is there an online thing for this? Can I can I can I search on Amazon for this? <laughs> Imagine that delivery. Um <laughs> hey, that's a big cardboard but all right, I'm going to stop. Anyway, let's talk some football. Um also find uh tracking season long intriguing. Um, just because of how many drafts you do, how many drafts a lot of these analysts do, that you you do stand up, end up falling in love with certain guys, right? You end up getting certain number of guys on a, a larger portion of teams simply because of where they're falling in ADP. You're getting the amount of value you like, and then obviously once an injury hits, you're screwed, you know. And that that becomes that big shift in how everything works out. And whether or not you have a very positive season or very negative season, best ball, which is becoming ever more popular and more people discussing that head-to-head stinks and best ball is the way to be, um, I think is going to limit that a bit because you're going to see two different schools of thought there. People will go in drafting for each league, right? So you're in a, a you know draft.com, the, the play draft app, or you're uh, over on fan tracks or you're over on one of these sites that does best balls. Um, Draft for each league. Don't care about what exposure you have elsewhere. Then you have the DFS mentality where you see a lot of DFS pros or sharks, whatever you want to call them, um, building a portfolio in a specific game. So they're playing in the, the play draft best ball. They they are looking to diversify across multiple teams um, and focus on that diversification as how they're going to go uh, into the season to really uh, be better uh, protected against the possibility of uh, problems. But um, let's get back to the games. That's why people are listening, not to listen to us about cadavers. That is for darn sure. Uh, we have uh, a full slate of Sunday games. We have the two we've already talked about on Saturday, and we do have uh, one Monday night football game uh, that we get to enjoy on Christmas Eve. Let's start with uh, what could be a very different game than we may have thought to start the year, and that's Cleveland and Cincinnati. Um, this is a Cleveland Browns team that is favored, yes, favored, by 10 points over the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, I get that it's Jeff Driscoll, and it's not, you know, it's not the, the vaunted Bengals offense that we get from Andy Dalton. But the Bengals have a 17.25 implied total. The Browns, 27.25. It's a 44.5 over-under. Browns, 10-point favorites, George. What world are we in? Uh, listen, Browns used to be a good team, boys and girls. All right, back when I was younger, they were certainly good back in, okay, it's the 80s. All right, we're going to the 80s. You have a drive, the fumble, John Elway gets the Browns. Brian Sipe, you know, Bernie Kosar. The Browns used to be a good team, and I'm, I'm happy to see them look like they're turning it around. Yep. You know, you, you got your franchise. Baker Mayfield certainly does look like a franchise quarterback. Yes, he still has bumps in the road, still makes mistakes, still throws up deceptions. He does have some Brett Favre in him that way. Gunslinger, not afraid to, to hike the ball, and he's going to make some mistakes because of it. he's not Brett Favre, but he does have some of that in him, which is not a bad thing, by the way. At least he won't be afraid to throw the ball. Uh so I said, I'm happy for the Browns. I'm happy they're they're relevant again. They're actually still in the playoff. I mean, yes, everything would have to go right for them. Literally, I mean, uh, be like playing one of those uh, those games you see on uh, when you uh, like on online Facebook. You see all that little ball that has to go hit eight thousand things, but goes in the right spot. That's pretty much what has to happen for the Browns. Everybody has to lose. They have to win out, and maybe they they get in. But uh, I'm just happy to see that Baker Mayfield. I think uh, the question I've gotten is, would you start him over guys like Tom Brady? Aaron Rodgers, Philip Rivers. Uh, I'm close. I'm really close. I am the kind of guy, Dan. I'm a conservative guy. I don't like taking chances or rolling the dice unless that's all I have left. I know, I know I'm going to get crushed if I don't do this, so I might as well. I have nothing to lose. It'd be so hard to sit the three quarterbacks I just mentioned. I think I could definitely do it for Rivers because I just don't see the upside here. I'm not going to do it for Rodgers because he has a good matchup. Brady, I'm close on. He also doesn't have a good matchup. They just lost Josh Gordon a couple of days ago. I don't know what this offense is going to be like. Gronk is a shell of his former self. Does James White get more involved here now? I can think about Mayfield over him as well. I don't know if I can pull that. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I can pull that trigger. So it's much easier for me to give the advice than if I actually had to make the click. 
and do that. But I would give it serious consideration here because I think Cleveland does whoop up on Cincinnati tomorrow. Cincinnati's without Andy Dalton, without A.J. Green, without Tyler Boyd. You want to throw Tyler Eifert in here without him too or without him? That's a lot, man. Jeff, it's Jeff, Jeff Driscoll and Joe Mixon show. And Driscoll's not very good. So uh, good luck here. I like Cleveland in this game. I do. I'm still starting Joe Mixon, even though I think Cleveland does everything they can to stop him. I think Mr. Ross, John Ross, is a sneaky play tomorrow. This man, all the targets have to go his way. I think C.J. Uzuma, I know his numbers are underwhelming to say the least, but once again, who is left to throw to? Yeah, so I think he could be in play here as well for Cincinnati. But I admit, they're, they're closer to dartboard throws than anything else. For Cleveland, yes, you're starting Chubb. I said I already explained Mayfield like him. You're starting to Joku. Not that I expect big things, but you have to start him. Landry starts. Callaway, you still need to hit that big play. You know, so I think Callaway is in that flex category here, where if you want to look for some upside, you can go for him as well. Yeah, but I like Cleveland tomorrow a whole bunch. Yep, I'm right there with you, and this is a team that's trending in the right direction. Uh, get back in the draft and pick up uh, some backups and some depth and, and start to figure out what next season is going to be like. But they are still fighting here in 2018, which is fun to see and one that uh, I made the joke to start the year and, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on them. I'm, I'm not changing my allegiance, but I said I, I'm going to be a Browns fan instead of a Jets fan because I feel like there's more upside and people, you know, ah, oh, come on, you're just, uh, the Jets aren't that bad. And well, yeah, the Jets are kind of that bad. And the Browns have some upside going here. Uh, I do think Sam Darnold will be just fine as well, but uh, Mayfield's a lot of fun to watch. Chubb too. Uh, and the, the defense is, is pretty darn solid here, and I think this is going to be a fun team next season uh, to see if they can make the jump, especially with the Steelers, I think, uh, slowly taking steps back uh, because of age uh, and injuries that uh, could cause some problems as they enter next year. And I, I just don't know who the Ravens are going to be next year, but we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see uh, as this season shakes out before we start prognosticating on 2019. I uh, am on Mayfield from a uh, daily fantasy perspective. I think that uh, 6,100 is a price point that some may stay away from because it's over 6k. Uh, I haven't seen any ownership projections as of yet, but I like him uh, heading into this contest and think that uh, he has a pretty decent floor as well. So going to be pretty comfortable there. Amazing to see. uh, And I think he's the lone backup. I don't know if they have a third string backup right now in Cincinnati. Tom Savage still has a job in the NFL. Um, Good for him. You know, (laughs) holding a clipboard is good work if you can find it. But uh, if something were to happen to Jeff Driscoll, this Cleveland uh, defense should have a lot of fun uh, teeing off on Tom Savage in this one. Uh, Let's uh, continue on as we roll through week 16 in the NFL, trying to get you set for hopefully a ton of championship uh, fantasy football action. This is uh, one that has all the makings of one I don't really have any handle on. (laughs) So Tampa Bay at Dallas, George. I don't know what to make of these two offenses and what to expect. Obviously, the Tampa Bay defense has struggled mightily on the year. Uh, Dallas has some struggles as well in certain spots, but has overall been good. Um, do you have a, a first take here? Maybe we'll talk overall in the game, then individual, individual pieces in the last segment of the hour. Yeah, I think, uh, let's see, you go to Tampa Bay. There's no one here you're going to love. All right, uh, Peyton Barber, man, I... He's going to need a touchdown to pay off. So he's a flex player. Best for you tomorrow. Not a very good matchup for Peyton Barber. I think the Dallas defense is going to be angry after what happened last week when Marlon Mack ran really up and down all over him. I think Dallas is due for a letdown. They had won five, six straight, uh, just beating uh, Philadelphia. Came with a big divisional win. And maybe been reading their own press clippings a little bit that how good they were and how much they had a chance to uh, upset some people here. And it, they just, you know, they just laid an egg. You know, it was a complete disaster in Indianapolis against a better Colts team than people uh, think. So it comes out to the passing game here, and even this is not a great matchup. You know, Winston, Evans, Humphreys, Godwin, even Deshaun Jackson's probably back. It's a little Brayton here, too. A lot of names here, but I'm not so sure you're going to do well to start any of them. Uh, it's just not a good matchup. It's at home for the Cowboys. Cowboys know they need a win. They're in. They clinch the NFCs with a win here. Uh, Buccaneers as a whole have played horrific on the road this year. Dallas has played much better at home than on the road. Uh, an unusual for the Cowboys in Jerry's world. Usually it was the reverse. So I think the Tampa could have some problems here. Winston does not come in as a top 12 for me. He's right behind Rivers at 14, Rivers at 13. So he's close, but not quite there. Evans is still starting. I just don't like uh, his upside here. After that, probably starting great here. Not much uh, going on at tight end here. By the way, Vernon Davis is out. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see that with the concussion. So even more problems at tight end tomorrow. 
Yeah, you, you can play somebody like Jeremy Sprinkle from the Washington Redskins. Had a touchdown last. Had a touchdown last week. Come on, George, get on board. Sprinkles I love for everybody. Sprinkles. They call him Jimmy's up here. It's terrible. Back with more after this on Fantasy Sports Radio. Dan and George, Fantasy Sports Today. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Daily Fantasy Legends, try DailyRoto.com for free this holiday season. That's right, free advice from Fantasy Pros, free NBA DFS projections, free optimizer access, and free everything else you need to dominate daily fantasy basketball this holiday season. If you're sensing a trend, free. Stuff your stockings with cold, hard cash and get free access to Daily Roto with the promo code DRHOLIDAYS to access your free trial. That is DailyRoto.com, promo code DRHOLIDAYS. Holidays, so D R H O L I D A Y A S. Check it out. You know, Mike and and uh, Drew and the whole crew over there at Daily Roto do great work. So you will want to check that out. It's also great that George the the promo uh, is D R Holidays, but I read it first as Doctor Holidays, and then thought Doc Holiday, and then thought about uh, Tombstone, Tombstone, which is a great movie. So uh, it all it all is coming up roses right now for me. As uh, I'm your Huckleberry George. I'm your Huckleberry here on a Saturday morning talking NFL football. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Football. Before we go on here, did, did you say they, they call Sprinkles Jimmies by you? <laughs> they do. They do. It's a mess. It's a mess. Um, they're, they're Jimmies. Why? That's what they're called. I have not gotten an answer on that. Trust me. I have asked. But when we go Sprinkle, for ice cream, it's... That sounds terrible, by the way. Yeah. Sp- sprinkle that on some Jimmies. That sounds so terrible. <laughs> I don't know. That, that sounds... Well, this is a family show. This just sounds terrible. Yep. So uh, I've I've asked. It's kind of like how you get uh, the soda is called pop or tonic or different you know different things throughout the country. Uh, sprinkles apparently are one of those things that have a variety. Why are of sprinkles called? Jim- it is believed that Jimmy's are named for Jimmy Bartholomew, a man who worked for the Just Born Company, where ice cream sprinkles were invented. And urban legends. Okay, so that's apparently why, because they named it the Jimmy Bartholomew. That's still terrible. Uh, of course, Jim, Jim, Jimmy Bart, as we call him up in these parts. No, just kidding. I've I've never heard that story before, <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, uh, good to know. I'll bring it up next time I order ice cream. It's funny you do see, uh, depending on the age of the person helping, and obviously, uh, typically ice cream shops have younger employees. Um, but the older generation call them Jimmys. Uh, the teen teenagers, early twenties, so the Gen Zers and millennials do call them sprinkles for the most part. So, uh, it, it, I think the. Uh, Globalization of ice cream is really leading to... Uh, this has been a fun show so far, George. Let's talk uh, next game up. Well, you you ran through in, in really succinct order there this uh, Tampa Bay-Dallas game. Uh, I do want to point out it's a 7.5-point spread for Dallas, 48 over-under. Do you see any reason why it jumped from a 45.5 to a 48 over-under from open to live right now? Uh, I don't... I haven't read anything or seen anything that would indicate there was injury concerns heading in or reasons to think it would be a a higher scoring game over the course of the week. Have you seen anything that leads you to believe that the the game jumped up in in over-under? Well, I mean, Deshaun Jackson's back. I mean, I can't see him being a major part of it. Zach Martin looks like he's going to play for the Cowboys. That's not a definite, and they're certainly a better team with him. But he's not going to give you a a two-and-a-half, three-point bump. So, uh, yeah, it was surprising to see that jump. I I noticed it as well here. Uh, I mean, listen, when it comes to the Cowboys, it's hard to trust the offensive coordinator. It's certainly hard to trust Dak Prescott. Uh, The Cowboys will have the ability to score those points. The problem is you saw it last week again. When Dak has someone open deep, he's afraid to let it go. He aims the ball. The first drive against Allen Hearns was open by about three yards. 
pass to the guy. Missed him badly. There was another pass to the, the pass to the fullback that we all saw. Yeah, the fullback dropped it, but still, Dak aimed it. He just lobbed it instead of just throwing it. He throws it. It's an easy touchdown, but instead the fullback had to wait for it, and his big guy, his body's moving one way, the hands are out, and he just, he dropped the ball. Should have caught it, yes, but still, Dak doesn't throw it. There are several other passes in the game where Dak aims. You know, he's afraid. You can see it. He's just afraid to let it go for whatever reason. He's just not very good at anything down the field, which is why Dallas generally doesn't throw the ball down the field because they, they know that. But uh, so that's your issue with Dallas scoring points because they could just decide tomorrow, Elliott game, defense game, will win it that way. They could very well decide that. And Dallas actually usually plays that way anyway until the second hit when they realize, oh, crap, we've got to do more. You know, we're not scoring enough points to make it the other way. We're keeping it close, which is why Dallas' coaching mentality is all screwed up. Because this is the same uh, – they go through this almost every week. Yes, we'll, we'll play it conservative. Then we realize, oh, we're only up 13-7 because we played it conservative. Yeah, we're dominating the game, but we can't score a lot of points that way. Just not the way today's NFL is built. So that's the way Dallas plays a lot. Then the second hit, they start throwing the ball uh, into the secondary further down the field here. Bottom line is it's tough to trust Dak. I don't know what Tampa Bay team you're going to get tomorrow. You know, nobody really knows. I think I would actually go with the under here. Uh, I think the Dallas will score points. They'll score 24, 27 points. I'm just not so sure what Tampa Bay can score. I do think Dallas is, is angry at what happened last week. I do think they're very well aware. We certainly don't want to go into week 17 having to win a game. You know, uh, let's win tomorrow and get this thing over with. And then next week is pretty much a bye week for us. So I think that's what I expect the Cowboys to play here. They'll take care of business tomorrow, but it won't be a blowout. I don't think they're going to win the game 34-10 or something like that. I think it's going to be something along the line of 27-17, 30-17, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's one of those uh, questions, can Dallas blow a team out? You know, can, uh, is that in their you know, back pocket? I, I don't know what it is with Dak. Um, I think they can win plenty of games, and I think they could be a somewhat dangerous team in the playoffs. You know, if you get Dak being a bit more confident, uh, the offense opening up a little bit and the defense plays well, yeah, they can hang with most anyone. Uh, I, I don't know if they're hanging with the New Orleans or uh, Rams if they're, all, they're clicking, uh, but I do think that this is – a team that could be intriguing if everything uh, comes together. I'll, I'll have very little from this game um, from a DFS perspective. Obviously, Zeke Elliott is somebody that you can trust uh, week over week from a floor and cash game perspective if you're just looking for uh, a known quantity. He is 9K, though, on DraftKings, um, and that's a tough pill to swallow. There should be enough value to make that work. Lots of injuries or at least questionable tags and, and injuries that have already happened. So uh, I can see a, a path to getting to uh, Zeke, but you do have like uh, Chubb and Mixon down here at 73 and 7,100 that may be more worthwhile from a, a cash perspective. Uh, maybe not a, a point per dollar perspective, but simply saving some cash. Uh, let's uh, continue on here as we roll through Week 16 in the NFL, Stan and George here on uh, Fantasy Sports Day. We will, uh, as always, in the second segment uh, of the second hour of our radio program here, open up the phone lines. Uh, you can jot that phone number down. If you're driving, you pull over, you pull out the cell phone, you put it in, you put in Dan and George. on. No, you put in FNTSY, of course. Uh, 844-843-6879. 844-843-6879. Imagine if we just had our own hotline, George. That'd be a, that'd be a, a, a fun <laughs> Sure, I love calling at 3 o'clock in the morning. Do I start Rivers or Mayfield? Help me. George, George, it's Kenny. Uh, I know it's 4 o'clock in the morning, but I had an idea about DFS. Let's let's talk. Uh, Kenny, I love you. I, I hope you call today. Too. Had a brainstorm. Um, um, how's the sleepover going, George? How's, how's it going? You, you, you're getting through? Um, let's talk, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, it looks like we will have our basement finished in time for my daughter to have a sleepover. So all of the ill will I threw uh, George's way is going to come back, like multiple folds. Um, and it's eight-year-olds. It's even younger, so it's going to be even worse. Uh, let's talk next game up uh, as we roll through Minnesota at Detroit. This is a, an intriguing one from a, a Minnesota team that uh, clearly struggled uh, at times this year on offense until last week, firing their offense coordinator, yet again did something to uh, generate some buzz. A 41-17 win over the Dolphins. Playing the Dolphins probably helped as well. Uh, and here you get a Detroit team that has all but quit uh, on the season. I, they're an ugly, ugly team. 
the roster choices they've made, the injuries they've suffered. Uh, it's it's bad, and it's going to get worse this week, I think, against the Vikings. 42.5 uh, implied over-under. Uh, you do see a drop in Lions implied total and an uptick in Vikings implied total to keep the uh, over-under the same, but the uh, individual team totals changing. Vikings now minus 6. Uh, on the spread, minus four and a half was where they opened, at least uh, where I am looking currently. Uh, lots of Vikings pieces here. Obviously, could be winning people championships this week. What do you got from this one, George? Uh, who are your favorite plays? Well, with the Vikings, uh, you know, we saw last week, listen, the offensive coordinator got fired. He got fired for not running the ball enough. So you knew the new offensive coordinator was going to run the ball a whole lot last week, and he did. You know why? Because he wants to keep his job. So, uh, but you got to keep that in, in, you know, somewhat in check. Can't run the ball too much. I don't think it matters what they do tomorrow. They'll win the game, uh, but they're gonna run the ball, which is gonna hurt Kirk Cousins somewhat because they're not gonna. There's not gonna be much volume there, or not as as much volume. So you're not gonna get as many throws here. Uh, that being said, you're still starting Kirk Cousins tomorrow for reasons that you already mentioned. You know, the, Lions, the Lions are a disaster. All right, so you're starting Cousins. You're starting. You're starting Diggs. I know Thielen's been disappointing, but you're starting him. Kyle Rudolph. All right, I could probably stay away there, but once again. A tight end is, is you're desperate. A lot of team, a lot of guys are desperate. You may not be able to. Are you going to go down and start? Maybe you probably can't study Ian Thomas anymore because Cam's out. You don't know what you're going to get from Heineke. So there's another tight end that's done. So maybe you have to start Rudolph there if, if Thomas was your player over him. So many problems with tight ends this season. Uh, but you're probably still starting the, the main guys from Minnesota. All right. For Detroit, are you starting anybody? I mean, really, anybody? I don't think so. And I heard, what, Stafford's now questionable for tomorrow. Galladay's questionable for tomorrow. So now we have these issues as well. Where maybe they don't play. Season's over. I mean, it's been it's been, it's been over for a long time. We know Carry on Johnson's gone. Like Garrett Blunt's not the guy you want. It looks like Zach Zenner. If you're really desperate to be a running back for you, a flex running back, pray he gets into the end zone. But if Stafford doesn't play, everyone's off the board for Detroit. Not that Stafford's been great this year, uh, but there's no way I'm starting anybody on the Lions. I I don't want to start anybody on the Lions anyway. But there's no way I'm doing it if Stafford's out. Galladay, oh, if he's uh, if he's playing with Stafford, I mean, going to see a whole lot of Xavier Rhodes. Hate this game for Detroit. Uh, if <laughs> I didn't realize Matt Castle was the backup there in Detroit. Oh, this is such such fun week sixteen of the NFL. <laughs> like this is there could be a lot of mediocre to bad quarterbacks uh, under center, and you know Castle uh, has been serviceable in his career, uh, but you got you got nothing here. You pointed out you have. Ellington already out, right? Galladay questionable. Galladay is listen, not that ESPN is the end-all be-all. You can go find depth charts that are, are more intricate and, and more detailed. But if you go to ESPN and you look, you have TJ Jones and Andy Jones. Ellington's out. You have Brandon Powell. And then you have Galladay. You have no further depth on their depth charts. Like the, There's no one else listed. So you're really just dealing with the, the dregs of practice squads and, and bottom basement uh talent when it comes to the Lions this is I think this is going to be a mess of a game uh taking a look quickly here to find oh there it is uh what did I say minus six minus six feels like a small number George do you feel like Vikings below the mountain are you comfortable going uh with the points uh minus six uh for the Vikings I mean I think this game's gonna be a blowout you know or maybe uh I mean a blowout score could be 24-3 you know, when Minnesota we got the game. You mentioned it's week 16. And this is always the problem at the end of the football season. You don't know what teams are still playing, what guys are looking forward to, you know, making business, business decisions, where they're not going to play their hearts, not going to try and make those tackles, those hits, because they're worried about being healthy for the offseason or being healthy for their free agency season or whatever it might be. So Minnesota still has something to play for. They're could be going to the playoffs, maybe even more than likely going to the playoffs. So I think they take care of business here, and I think it's one of those games where if I'm Mike Zimmer, you know, once I get the game under control here, it's I, I want to get out of Dodge. You know, what I mean by that is, you know, I'm winning 24-7. All right, let's run the ball, kill clock, let's get out of here. I don't need to win 38-7. You know, I don't need to pile up points here. I want to be healthy because we got to win next week. So I think that's what I expect in this game here, somewhere along those lines. Uh I, prefer, uh, I I like Minnesota minus six and a half. Even on the road, I like a minus six and a half. The over-under, I would really need to see who's going to play for Detroit tomorrow and who's not. Right now, I'm leaning the under because I don't know if Detroit scores points at all tomorrow. And, you know, if it's, if it's without Stafford, I don't think they get out of single digits. I I wholeheartedly agree with you. Like If, if Stafford's not here and, you know, if Galladay's out, <laughs> it's, I'd be shocked if they didn't have negative points on the board by the end of the game. Um 
Obviously, I'm kidding. But uh, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be an ugly game. I like the minus six. Even though I would have loved to get it at minus four and a half. Um, obviously, news is broken. That's pushed it and pushed uh, wagers onto the Vikings, pushing the line to minus six. Uh, but minus six here might be one of those that I, I take a, a dive into. Um, but the over-under is a tough number, 42 and a half, just simply because, as you said, the, the Lions are not going to score. So uh, not sure I feel comfortable going there. But minus six, maybe somewhere I go uh, later this afternoon, lock it in and, and watch this game, make this the priority for the, the 1 p.m.s for me on Sunday. Uh, let's, let's roll on. Uh, we are talking through Week 16 here on uh, Fantasy Sports Day. We have tons of games still to get to uh, as we've... Uh, belabored uh, some discussion around cadavers throughout the first hour. Uh, but New York at Indianapolis is up next. How about them Colts? Uh, we've talked about it a couple of times over, uh, but this is a, a team that not many expected a ton from, and here they are right in the mix for a playoff berth. I think they're, what, seventh right now. They're on the outside looking in. Uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh ahead of them uh, with those uh, two wild card spots. But they are a half game back, which is crazy to say in the NFL, but they're a half game back uh, in uh, the standings because of the uh, tie that Pittsburgh had earlier in the year. And so uh, Colts very much alive here as we head into this contest, the game uh, where they bring in the New York Giants without Odell Beckham, uh, without Russell Shepard. So you probably see Sterling Shepard move back to the slot, which is a, a, a upside for him. Uh, you have Cody Lattimore, I think, coming back for the Giants. So a lot of, again, talking about the dregs of the Lions uh, wide receiver core, not tons of potent options here for Eli Manning outside of Saquon Barkley. And for Indianapolis, you have a lot of things going in the right direction. What do you got here? We'll probably carry this one over in, into the second hour. Uh, what do you got in this matchup, and what pieces do you think are full goes from a, a season-long fantasy perspective? Well, NFL perspective, I don't think anybody wants to play the Colts in the playoffs right now. I mean, uh, they, they're hoping Giants can up an upset tomorrow because if the Colts win tomorrow, I expect them, I expect them to be in a playoff spot. Because you think about it, they only need one of two things to happen if they win tomorrow. The Ravens to have lost today, good chance that happens, and or Pittsburgh to lose Monday, uh, to lose uh, Sunday. I thought that was a night game for a second. It's actually the late game. Uh, so either one of those things happen and the Colts win, they're in a playoff spot. They'll be ahead of Pittsburgh, right? Because they're a half game behind. They'll be a half game ahead now. And they'll be uh, same thing with Baltimore. They'll be a game ahead of Baltimore if they win and Baltimore loses. So I, I think it's a, it's a dangerous team. They, they show what they could do last week. You know, and then they play Tennessee next week. So uh, interesting. Could Andrew Luck get this team back to the playoffs? Amazing what Luck, Andrew Luck has done this season. And this was pretty much screwing over fantasy on the past couple of weeks. They're not, he's not throwing touchdowns anymore because they've been running the ball and winning games that way. Uh, annoying. You know, they beat Dallas 23 nothing last week and no touchdowns for Andrew Luck. Another reason why one of my teams has struggled. Giants, Noel Del Beckham. Uh, Saquon Barkley was uh, grounded up last week. I think Barkley will get his yardage tomorrow. But I think the, everything else is no thank you. I'm not, he's certainly not starting Eli Manning. He's not starting uh, I Sterling Shepard, I guess, if you're desperate. Evan Ingram, once again, I could see Ingram going for you because tight end, nothing else uh, going on there, and he's going to get his share of throws because no Odell Beckham. I can see that uh, going tomorrow. But I think this is a Colts game. It's in Indianapolis. It's a game. They're hungry. They know they have a shot, a pretty good shot at the playoffs here. I think Indianapolis whoops it up here. T.Y. Hilton goes. Luck goes. Mack goes against me, and so does Ebron. It's going to be a fun game to watch, I think. So uh, that'll be another one I check out for the 1 o'clock hour. Coming back in our second hour uh, here on Fantasy Sports Day. Lots of games to cover. We will make our way through and uh, take your phone calls. Don't forget, 844-843-6879 at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. Back with more after this. Fantasy Sports Day. Dan and George, back after this. <laughs> 